0: When you think of the law, what thoughts come into your head? You might think judgment, condemnation, burden, but you ever considered this? Good news. We'll explore that and more right now on Sabbath School U. Guys, welcome to the show. Let's just go down the line. Let's uh, let's let's get the name and life story or uh, the edited version of it real quick.
1: Okay, I'm Angela, and my life story is still working on it. So mm, in
2: progress.
0: Yeah, in it's progress. in progress.
1: For a while now, I hope.
2: I'm Elroy. I was born in New York, schooled in Michigan, live in Maryland. Nice. Uh, my name is Marcellus Ashley.
3: I am a terrible person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. You're not that special <laughs> in that sense, Mars. Um, let's, uh, let's first do our memory verse for the day, and then we'll get into prayer. And if, Angela, if you could leave us with that.
1: Sure. Um, our verse is John 1 Okay, John 1, 17. Just wanted to make sure I read the right <laughs> one. And I'm reading from the New International Version. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And if it's all right, I'll pray in Spanish. All right. Okay. Querido Padre, queremos agradecerle por todo lo que nos ha dado, por todas las bendiciones de nuestra vida. Guía esa conversación y nuestros pensamientos y and we have to say decir you. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, so we're at John 1.17. Basically what it says is, the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And I gotta say, a lot of times we think of those things, I, I did for a while, as those things seem to be in opposition to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, Moses gave us the law, it was this huge burden, uh, it was almost impossible to live up to, but thankfully then came Jesus, mm-hmm. And freed us from that burden, so it's almost as if they're contrasts presented. Is mm. is that the okay, case? Do you guys see it that way, or, or is it something else?
3: No. No. Good. No, <laughs> no, good. It's not good. that way. It's not good. that way because uh, in Matthew, he says that he didn't come to abolish the law; mm-hmm. he came to fulfill it. Yes. So his life and his death were the fulfillment mm. of the law. There. They work together.
2: Yeah, I think I love the fact that you said that. Yeah, sometimes the law does feel like a burden. It feels like something that you know is there's a lot of weight on your shoulders, but you know, Christ says um, that you know, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm. You know, so at the end of the day, if, once again, if he's coming to fulfill the law, if we, um, if we put our burdens on Christ, then the law feels less burdensome. Mm. Mm. So.
0: I wonder if, um, we've, we've gone over this in a previous study, but I'd like to go over it again really quickly. Um, if, we, if someone can jump to Romans 3.20, I know this is kind of unscripted. This, we've gone over this in a previous study, so anyone who's been keeping up with us, Uh, has heard this but it highlights something one of the functions of the law and uh, if whoever has it can can read that
3: because the works of the law because by the works of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight for through the law comes the knowledge of sin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: so really the law is not intended to be a burden it's not intended to condemn us it is actually this revelation of God that perhaps by contrast reveals in us our sin that because mm-hmm. of the law I now I'm conscious of okay there's God he's amazing he wants all these amazing things for us and I don't I don't live up and so mm-hmm. that is one of the things that 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 it does for us so really we get this this notion that the law highlights maybe our sin and and God's goodness yeah
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: you guys think that's the case or is it is it all burden Elroy as you were describing <laughs> before
2: uh, no um... I mean, I think the law also highlights God's goodness by saying that, you know, I think within within ourselves, within our own nature, we can't necessarily keep the law. You know, we can't mm-hmm. follow all the law naturally. I think we try our hardest to, but at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you know, Christ came um, playing the Savior role to mm-hmm. say, here I am. You know, here's the law bearing down all around you, but I'm going to come to alleviate that burden. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah.
0: Well, let's jump, Elroy, if, if you can, to Romans 7, 7 through 12. Mm-hmm. And I know in previous studies we've gone over this.
2: This is one of those kind of... It's an interesting chapter, and I wonder if you can read these verses for us. Sure. Um, Romans 7, verse 7 through 12. And verse 7 reads, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Exclamation point. (laughs) Certainly not. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) On the contrary, I would have not known sin except through the law. For I would have not had covetousness, because the law had said, You shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Mm. I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good.
0: so deep like there's so dense what he's saying I wonder if we can try it try, let's try and unpack that a little bit really he's saying the law is good perfect he uh, he calls it um it was intended to bring about life but it brought death how can you bring intend to bring life but bring death but also be holy righteous and good how's up how's Mars I know you have an idea on this <laughs> hey. I, I want to hear this
3: um it would take me a minute to get into it. <laughs> there's, there's so much that Paul's doing yeah. here, and so it's, it's hard to just kind of jump into Paul. And, and but really, I mean, may,
0: let's see if I'm maybe I'm looking at this wrong. It seems that he's highlighting the goodness of the law, the holiness of the law. The law is so, it, it is perfect. It is God's perfect law, but sin in me reacts to that, and now because of its goodness and my badness, it has in, a, in effect, made me react against it, but it is—it is still wholly righteous and good. Like I said, it's—it's—it's a, it's a, it's a deep concept that Paul—that Paul is playing with here. But I, I don't know, Angela. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I've—I don't just the language that he's using here and and the points that he's bringing out. What comes to mind to me is a goal, a very lofty goal. Let's say climbing mm-hmm. Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. It's. It's amazing when you do it. Mm. But when you actually look at it in the sinful state we're in, we're trying to do that with a broken leg. Mm. So there's, there's this perfect, it would bring life. It's, mm-hmm. I've never climbed Everest, I'll confess. Not yet. But <laughs> I've heard from people that when you do, it's just, it's life-giving, it's exhilarating, it's, mm. it's this amazing view and, and the accomplishment of it. Mm-hmm. but we're trying to do it with a broken leg yeah. that in our own power we're we're so hindered and so in actuality if we tried to climb everest with a broken leg mm-hmm. we'd probably it would bring us death so i think it's a goal we couldn't accomplish
0: to simplify and i hope it's not an oversimplification the law is good as he says is the law sinful certainly not the law is holy the commandment is holy righteous and good but i'm bad Mm. And really, they just are in conflict in that sense
3: well more specifically he'll he'll go on in the, if I can read the next verse mm-hmm. he'll call sin the thing that is yes is, is yes right. he'll say therefore did that which is good become a cause of death for me May it never be rather it was sin in order that it might be shown to be sin by affecting my death through that which is good mm-hmm. so that through the commandment sin would become utterly sinful yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh, i I think it's a that's an excellent point and i really I think if we have that understanding though that Sin is in me, but the law is holy. The law is good. The law is really a revelation of God in a sense. Mm -hmm. Then we see that, going back to our text, that Moses gave us the law and Jesus gave us grace and truth, we see those things are not in opposition at all, like you said, Mars, that one is really the natural following up of the other, that through the law, Moses gave us the law. That is a glimpse to God and who he is and his goodness. We got to see God even better, even more clearly. We literally see him personified, in the person of jesus christ and so we get now we get to see god face to face before we saw who he was in the law now we see him face to face so they're not in conflict and i think it's something that we highlight a lot that there's the law and then and then there's grace and they're they're kind of these conflicting notions but i don't i don't think that's what paul is highlighting at all and i don't think that's what scripture says at all mm-hmm. uh, if we can move on uh mars i'll have you read it because you were touching on it if you could read romans 6:23 for us and it's exactly this notion of of the sin in us, if you could read that for us.
3: For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord.
0: Hmm. So, I'll open this up to the group. Does that mean the law condemns us to death, but then Jesus saves us from that condemnation that the law tried to give us? But He's taken that away from us. Is that is that what that means?
2: Can you rephrase that? I'm just
0: trying. <laughs> is the, the law c- tried to condemn us, but Jesus saved us from that. Is that, is that what he's saying?
3: Well, when, when You have this concept of wages, right? Mm-hmm. You have this concept of currency, mm-hmm. of there's a debt that you yes. owe in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. So the law is, is asking for, for a debt. It's asking for money, the, a price. Mm-hmm. If you go to a store... And you then pay that price those things aren't in conflict with each other right. the money that's it's supposed to be a transaction you're fulfilling mm. the price of it mm. by Giving the price that's being asked mm. and that's what Christ did the wages were death, but then Christ pays the wages, right? Mm-hmm. I,
2: yeah, okay. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Mars is saying but when you go further he says but First of all, he says, but so there's a contradiction mm. there. Mm-hmm. But the gift. Mm-hmm. Now, the gift is something that doesn't necessarily need to be returned. It doesn't necessarily need to be any kind of transaction. Mm-hmm. So, like you were saying, wages, there's a transaction there. But he says, but the gift of God, which is what I like, is um, it's not necessarily um, including the law, but it's something that it's something that Christ is freely giving to us, and it's something that we just have to freely receive. You know. So, uh,
0: and so, if I tie it to what you said before, Martins, there's something in us, this sin, and that is what pushes me. That is what condemns me to death. I, I, I don't know. Is that the case or is it the law that is condemning me to death? Or is it just myself? Is it my own sin that is condemning me to death?
3: Well, I would say I don't understand sin. <laughs> that, uh-huh. That's where I'd start is that I think sin is, we don't understand the concept of sin. I think we, we call it just doing this or doing that but I think it's a much bigger yeah um, kind of like a disease like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. something that is that is in us and spread and transfused through our blood yeah. and has been for so long that it's it's a part of our flesh and even in this same um, we're just we were we were talking about um,
0: 623
3: so, no in chapter 7, well, seven, mm. seven he'll say seven, that 12. for we know the law is spiritual but mm-hmm. I am of flesh sold yeah. into bondage to sin
0: yeah so we're getting super abstract, like let's um let's bring it back to our lives now. I mean, I, this may raise some touchy issues, but we've all experienced sin in our lives and how it it's not some abstract punishment we get that that can, I wonder if we can talk a little bit about how sin leads to actual real death, real negative consequences in our life that that's beyond just some punishment that'll come later.
1: I think it. Maybe it's a bit too personal to think of, oh, I did this, mm. or this is, I don't think we're necessarily having confession time. No, 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 no. But yet. But you look even just at a negative mentality on something, which you might not say like you're sinning by thinking negatively. But have you ever noticed how thinking negatively about something really starts to build up and it becomes a tendency and it becomes a habit? And, you know, even. You know, not too long ago at work, I was getting flooded with all these emails of these qu- questions I've answered so many times. Mm-hmm. And I was getting frustrated and just that, oh, come on, don't, doesn't anybody read what I've sent them? Mm-hmm. And just that frustration. But the more you dwell on that and the more you stay in it, the more the next email, somebody completely innocent asking a simple question. But my mentality is already in the, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why am I having to answer this again? But it's the first time they've asked it. Right. So it, I think really a lot of times we lose ourselves in just that that tendency to maybe one isn't so bad. but And then it builds up. And then it builds up. And then worse. And, and I feel like a lot of times that's the same way that sin works for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That, you know, go and I'm not just going to hit you over and mm-hmm. kill you. or mm-hmm. But there's it builds up and we don't cut it off at a certain point but it it starts building up and it starts slowly killing you Mm -hmm. because slowly it's taking away you know even a negative mindset it slowly starts taking away your energy and so
0: sin is like a disease like you called it mars it's something that just eats eats away at you so we've talked about christ and the law a little bit but let's get to the gospel which is the third thing here Mm -hmm. um you know, there's an interesting concept that, that I've been reading a little bit about and, and it's something I, I can't really, you know, I've been thinking about a lot that really this notion that most religions they present, they present life as a journey and that they've had their little different sets of rules, sets of advice, ideology, ph- philosophy that you need to follow and that your life is a journey and that at the end of it, if you do all the right things, maybe you'll reach salvation. But when we introduce the gospel now, the gospel is something completely different. And rather than use my own ideas, I read this quote from a, a theologian, Tim Keller, recently, and it's been in my head for a long time. It says, the gospel, contrasting it with religion, is that God connects to you not on the basis of what you've done or haven't done, but on the basis of what Jesus has done in history for you. And that makes it absolutely different from any other religion or philosophy. I think that's that's so powerful when you think of the law that really salvation comes first for a Christian mm-hmm. and then your journey starts mm-hmm. it's not a journey where you struggle and you work and I do all of these things and then I reach salvation for the Christian it's the exact opposite my journey is different I, I have been united to Christ married to Christ so to speak and now now my journey my journey begins and it's it's just something that with that in mind then how how does Christ's death completely alter my life and how I view even how I keep the law or anything like that I just as, think as the starting point salvation as the starting point where do where do I go from there now
2: I think salvation as a starting point is just knowing that there's somebody that loved me enough mm. to die for me mm. you know and I think that's off. that's a truth that we don't tend to accept that's why we find it very hard to love others mm. you know like how could somebody love such a dirty minded yeah. terrible person yeah like Elroy, <laughs> to be able to uh, to die for me and lay his life down on the line. Mm-hmm. the line. And I think once you accept that, that's the beginning of salvation. He loved yeah. because he first loved us. Exactly, right. exactly.
0: And, th- and that is now the starting point for my Christian experience, rather than I'm waiting for something way down the line. So with that in mind, it's like it really makes me think of like a relationship. You know, Elroy, I know you're recently married. I am um, heading there, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And yeah. it, it, it's interesting when you think, no one knows me better than Dana, my mm-hmm. fiance. No one knows me better because she knows everything, every, everything that's wrong with me. <laughs> like every, She could tell you every single thing that's wrong with me. But she knows because the things that I've done wrong have actually affected her. Mm-hmm. I have actually, I've sinned against her, so to speak. Everything, mm-hmm. every one of my flaws has an effect on her. Sure. It, it, it caused a negative effect on her. And so when I think of, you know, I told her this the other day, it's like, I'm not afraid of you, (laughs)
2: you know, we were talking Uh, about how I feel, no, 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 (laughs) hear me out, hear me out, she's like,
0: you know, I feel like you used to be this, and now look at you, you know, talking about ways I've grown in the relationship, I said, well, look, I'm not afraid of you, I do it because I love you, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not scared Mm -hmm. of what's going to happen if I do something, I see, I see my stupidity hurts her, and I want to stop doing that, and I think really this notion of, if you look at the cross, at that starting point, almost like a marriage, that now I'm united to God, I don't want to sin because I don't want to hurt him. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. he loves me and I love him, and so it's really something that, you know, Elroy, I know you've talked about this before. This notion of like, marriage just being such a good analogy for, for our union with God and and how that affects how we move forward from there.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, for me personally, I think God proposes to us all the time. I heard it in a poem one time that God Mm -hmm. had actually started His proposal at the cross, Mm -hmm. you know, through Jesus, just saying, you know, will you marry me? And it's often we tend to be a lot of times, as guys, we're afraid of those kind of proposals. That's why we take forever, you know, to get our acts right. Yeah. And so we say, if God proposes us and say, look, um, Angela, will you marry me? Um, Marcel, will you marry me? Sergio, will you marry me? And we're like, uh, I want to, but I still got to fix this. Mm-hmm. Or I should, you know, the, the concept makes sense, but I, I got to get this right. Yeah. And a lot of times we have to, you know, kind of avoid those little nuances and just and just jump all in. You know, and just say, all right, God, you died for me. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily have to think about my sin. But once I can align my um, law with your law, then I know that, you know, everything's going to be okay. It changes everything, though, doesn't
0: mm-hmm. it? Like, it completely changes why, what, how I think of the law, why right. I want to follow it, why I want to be in line with God's will if the law is a re- reputation of mm-hmm. God and who he is. That, I, it's not because I'm, you know, scared of what will happen if. Mm-hmm. It's because, man, look, when you sin, you sin against God. We, Mm. the cross shows, well, the effect sin had on God, it killed him. And so, you know, you you get the sense of, man, I I don't want to, I don't want to hurt you. God, God loves me. I love God. I don't want to hurt you anymore. And suddenly, you know, the law is a completely different thing in my mind.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think that's the the issue there too, because a lot of times I think the focus is still on ourselves. You know, uh, when we sin, we don't often tend to think about how our sins affect others, you know, and I know we talked about it in a previous lesson as well, but, um, yeah, our sins, no matter what, we think we might be the only person that's affected um, by our actions, but, no, it affects somebody else. We might not have yeah. any idea. It could be our parents. It could be our loved ones. Um, it could be someone that's watching us and we have no idea, but sin in and of itself, as we said before, it's poisonous. So it, yeah. it, it starts somewhere, and then it grows, and then it, sometimes it, can, it grows beyond ourselves and affects those around us. So,
1: And yeah. I think especially yeah. if we have that mentality of we are the body of Christ, mm it hits even closer to home. My husband Mm. just recently told me, we are one. My right hand isn't going to hurt my left hand because that's going to end up hurting me too. It's Mm. not that I'm never going to be attacking you because I'm just hurting myself if I do. Mm. And it's the Mm. same way as a body of Christ. If I'm hurting you in some way or if I'm hurting God, it, it affects. You don't hit your foot and your foot's the only thing that Mm. that suffers the consequence. Huh. Nerves take it all the way <laughs> through and you might even end up getting headaches because of pain and there's such intense pain that you end up throwing up. Mm. It's all connected. Mm. Whether you know whether it's an obvious consequence or it's an eventual consequence. Mm. And so I think a lot of times we're not considering the people around us, the people in the same experience that God has brought us together yeah. with as being a unit mm-hmm. we're so concentrated on yeah. me and the consequence on me or yeah. the consequence on the person right next to me but we're not thinking of the whole group
0: yeah and i think when you have that that love for god that love for everyone then it starts to click because you know like romans 13:8 mm-hmm. said that love is the fulfillment of the law that mm-hmm. that's what it's all about if you're doing it cuz you're scared if you're doing it cuz it's a burden then that's not you're not in a healthy marriage elroy if 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 the husband is having to oh man, I, I'd love to cheat on my wife, but man, I, I'm worried if I'll get caught or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no love right. there, you know? Mm-hmm. There's just no yeah, love there. That's yeah, not yeah. a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm th- why, would you, why would you ever, it, if I were to hear that from you, which of course I never would, but why would you ever <laughs> throw that away? Why? You know, you have such a good thing. It would just be crazy. It'd be crazy to try to go against that. And I think mm-hmm. once we look at it through that angle, and then I start, to, I start to get the law how, and how it relates to the gospel, that mm-hmm. God loved me first, I love him now so much why would I ever want to intentionally hurt him I slip up, Dana can yeah. tell you I slip up plenty of times but you always wanting wanting to change to come back and, and, and repair that because you, you never wanna mm. you know do something that would intentionally damage someone that you love mm.
1: and that's the interesting thing that in a relationship if you make a mistake even if it's not intentional if it doesn't get addressed mm. that's where it becomes really dangerous Because let's say I hurt you, but, you know, I realize I hurt you. Okay, but let's just not talk about it Mm. or let's not clear the air. Then the next time I do pretty much anything, you're going to have that in mind that, oh, well, maybe she's trying to hurt me again. Or, oh, well, it it just becomes a wedge between two people just the same way Mm. I think it does with God, even if we're not intentionally going out to hurt him when we mess up it hurts him yes and yep. if we don't address it with him all we're doing is building that distance between right. us building on our side sometimes even mistrust and and it's just separating us even more even even though it wasn't intentional right. or right. it still has to be addressed and it has to be in some regard discussed mm. and a price had to be paid for it yeah. so all of that we can't just well, didn't mean to do that. Oops. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I think, too, this notion of th- the fact that we were all brought back to God at the cross, that, that it is his love is the reason that I, that, that I am transformed now, it really changes how we look at each other. Because now, if, if this is all a love relationship, if we're all, you know, for instance, someone who's married 50 years is no more married than you are, Elroy, being married a few months both just married you know they're in a different part of the journey and I think a lot of times you say, well I'm keeping the law better than you or you know I, mm-hmm. I'm doing this and you really ought to be doing that it doesn't from this perspective it doesn't make sense to say oh you're not you're, you're not as advanced in me well, well no I've, I've already been saved I'm I am in love with God God is in love with me why, why would you ever then have the perspective of oh you know you're not really doing this the right way you know I'm better than you or I'm you know it, it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. look we're all we're all united to God and we're all in different parts of our journey and we just need to encourage each other and support each other along the way, and it, it reminds me of a conversation I had with a I have a friend of mine who's Christian, but those, a Christian that goes to church twice a year, Christian? you know what I mean? You <laughs> know, I would say, yes, a Christian, okay. but as far as practicing, goes to church maybe on Easter mm-hmm. and on Christmas, okay. that, that kind of Christian. And I was having starting to have a conversation with him a little bit about this, and, you know, he brought up um, an encounter he had with someone else, another Christian person that was very judgmental and very negative. And he says, you know what, maybe I have the wrong perspective. I know I mess up a lot. I know I do a lot of wrong things, but I, I think at the end of the day, if I'm at peace with God, and I try to be a good person, you know, I think that's a really good start. And mm. I was, I thought about it for a little bit of it. Like, you know what? I think you're right. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. I really think you're right. You know, maybe, maybe he's not as far along on the journey, but. Mm. You know, he gets it in the least that we just need to be close to God, love him, and try to be good to other people. And that's what it's all about. And I think I think Peter had a similar realization. Let's jump to Acts 10.34, and this will just be a race. Fastest fingers wins. Whoever can hit Acts uh, 10.34 and 35. I win. Uh, you win. Good. <laughs> Let's hear it. More. Opening
3: his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. Uh, was Sorry, was I supposed to keep going?
0: <laughs> yeah, 34 and 35.
3: But in every... But in every nation, the man who fears Him and does what is right is welcome to Him. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I love it. I mean, and we talked about it in the previous lesson yep. if um, what Christ says, if I be lifted up. I will draw all men, you no, mm. not just some men, not just men from the east or the
0: west or whatever. I'll draw all men. And if I can just anticipate some complaints we're gonna get, I, we're not saying everyone is saved, but mm. He draws all people. Mm. All people mm. now have that pull in their heart to the cross mm. that they, that will ultimately lead them to the cross. Maybe they don't all, ma- all make it there, but mm. anyway, please continue, Elroy. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, it, instantly thinking in the mail we were gonna get. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was that was, the
2: end, that was the end of my statement. I just I'm glad that um, Peter actually you know has an understanding of this because he says in truth i perceive that god shows no partiality and thank god as well you know because in some ways based on our sin and based on our nature we deserve it you know we deserve partiality we deserved it i mean the wages of sin is death i love this notion too that peter is
0: like this titan of our faith Mm -hmm. he's been through so much and it's we're here in the middle of acts and he says i realize now Mm -hmm. you know we're all Mm -hmm. on a journey even Mm
3: -hmm. peter who's
0: face to face with jesus Mm -hmm. who had so many encounters with him even just now I am realizing this about the kingdom of God, that really God God is, is calling all of us and that we can all be united to, to him. And it, I just think it's so cool that for me, I know I have so much to go, so much to learn, that even Peter, you know, I, I love that open mind this. You know what, just now I'm realizing, you know, it, the, the full extent to how good God can be,
2: and sir, I think you said that's the key: staying open-minded. You know, yeah. um, receiving Christ like a child. Because if we ever think we're at the end point or at the finish line um, of the journey, right? And we, then there's a it's major not issue. We're not as far we're, as we about that we, you know? we start thinking like other religions, and we think, oh, I've got, a, I've
0: got a finish line. I've got to work to. I've yeah. got something that I, through my works, I'm gonna, I'm gonna th- right. at some point reach a point. But. But no 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 you started here now let's mm. let's let's grow mm. together you know is what Jesus says to us at, at the cross mm. it's Time to wrap up, guys, but thanks so much for your comments. It was fun. It goes flying by, but um, thank you so much for joining us as well. And remember, whenever you think of the law, think of Romans 13, 8. Love is the fulfillment of the law. And if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. Again, that's www.sabbathschoolu, the letter U, sorry, the letter U.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Sergio. Peace.